Hey there, welcome to the Kitchen Sink Podcast. I'm Camille, and this is the podcast for women that want to create a dream kitchen without stress and costing a fortune. If you like no fluff, tell it like it is remodeling advice from a cabinet maker with over 30 years experience, then you are in the right place. I am so glad you're here. Let's dive in. So why do we get such great results, right? What is so different about what we're doing, what I'm doing? And, um, you know, why is it so different from what everybody else out there is doing? So for more than two decades now, I have listened to, you know, listened to and watched my clients and family and friends around me struggle with kitchen remodeling. Uh, so many times I've seen the same scenario like over and over and over again. And I'm like, hey, there's like a better way to do this. So I'm going to talk about what I see the industry doing. And then I'm going to talk about what's different about what I do. And in the hopes that it can inspire you to maybe do something differently in your own kitchen. So the main way that I see kitchen remodeling happening, it goes like this, right? You've been looking and looking and looking at Pinterest, at Instagram, at Howes, um, you know, Googling stuff, asking your neighbors, asking your girlfriends, buying magazines, uh, looking on Instagram, like over and over and over again, just obsessing about the details, obsessing about all the pretty parts, right? Like, should it be white? What color white? What kind of handles? Should you do a farmhouse sink or a not farmhouse sink? Um, should you do inset or full overlay? Uh, you know, what size fridge should you do? Should you do a counter depth refrigerator? Uh, what's the difference between engineered stone or granite? Which one's cheaper? Which one's better? Which one's stronger? Which one can you cut it, cut on? And so many more questions, right? So that's where your head is at when you finally decide or talk your husband into doing it, right? Which is a lot of my clients. Husbands don't want to do the remodel. And so let's just say, finally, you decide to do it yourself or you get the green light or the two of you decide to do it together. And so you think, what do we do? Okay, well, let's ask around for some referrals, right? And so you get some people over and you're kind of underwhelmed. Typically, he will ask you if you're the woman now, because it's 2022, he may say, hey, what do you want, right? What do you want the kitchen to look like? And you pull out all your pictures and you're kind of all over the place and you're just, you're just downloading everything you can possibly say to him. And he's kind of like, okay. And he acts like he's listening, but I can tell you he's not listening. And all he's thinking is linear feet. What's the most expensive price I can get for this kitchen? I can tell you that's what he's thinking. You're thinking, wow, this guy's really going to solve all these problems for me, right? If I just start to tell him this stuff, he's going to intuitively know how to solve all these problems for me. Well, I can tell you that's not what's going to happen. And I'm still actually shocked that I'm still talking about this three decades later. That does not happen. Okay. You're thinking that he's going to do something and he's thinking that you already know what you want, but really neither one of you actually knows what the other person is talking about. Right. So let me break down why, what he's doing. Okay. When he walks into your house, he is ignoring pretty much everything that you've said to him because it doesn't really matter into his formula. He's just looking at the linear feet of the kitchen and he's like, okay, I've got 74 inches in this direction and I've got 120 in this direction and I've got 
85 in this direction. Okay, I have to put the sink here. I'm going to put the stove here. Okay, how can I fill up the rest of the space with cabinets, right? Oh, she said she wants a white kitchen. Okay, I'm going to show her the white kitchen catalog. I'm going to let her pick the door. And then I'm just going to figure out how to can make that as expensive as possible. I'm going to put in all the gadgets and you know, she says she wants functionality quote functionality. Oh, I'm going to pull out my premium catalog and I'm going to sell her on all these quote, quote unquote pullouts and these fancy gadgets. And that's just going to magically solve the functionality problem. Nope. It doesn't solve anything actually. So you think because you're relying on him as the quote unquote expert, you think he's actually going to solve the problems in the kitchen, right? That's a very, I mean, that's a, that's a normal assumption, right? He thinks as a cabinet maker, that you're telling him exactly what you want. So he's not really taking responsibility for the functionality and neither one of you really knows that's what's happening. Okay. So he thinks he's doing his job. You think he's going to do it inherently, right? That he knows something about functionality. And I can tell you, this is the problem with the industry that's not what's going to happen. Yes, you're going to technically end up with a quote unquote better kitchen, uh, a prettier kitchen, a more expensive kitchen. Yes, but he is thinking linear feet. Okay. That's how cabinet makers get paid the linear feet of cabinetry. So he's just comparing your job to the last job he did and the last job before that. And it's either 10,000 or 12,000 or 35,000 or 47,000, right? He is he is intuitively trying to make that kitchen more expensive, which does not equate to more functionality. Okay. I can tell you it does not equate to more functionality. Write that down. The more expensive the kitchen does not equate to greater functionality. Now he's not necessarily doing a bad job. He's not necessarily doing this on purpose. This is just what as young cabinet makers, what we get taught, this is the same process that my dad did and that every person after him did, right? Nobody actually rethought the process. Okay. So what I did when I started noticing that this was what was happening and after, you know, we'd go back to the kitchen later and I would kind of watch her nonverbals. I would watch how she put her stuff away. I would ask her some gentle questions about it. And I could tell that she was actually not pleased. She didn't want to say anything because she's a woman. She didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings, right? She certainly didn't want to upset her husband who just, you know, they both just spent money on this kitchen, but I could tell that it wasn't actually solving the problem, right? It might've solved one problem. It might be white and clean okay, and technically new, but it didn't actually help her kit better. It didn't actually help her store her stuff better. And that's because he didn't know. And she didn't know. Neither one of them had actually done the work to try to figure out what the actual problems are. Right. And so, uh, that's an experience that, that I do very differently. So I'll tell you what my experience is, how I developed my DFIO process design from the inside out, instead of looking at the outside of the kitchen, right? The color of the kitchen. That's actually the last thing that I think of because that's actually the easy part, right? picking the right shade of white, picking the shade of the countertop, um, deciding how much contrast to do, deciding, you know, what, what the floor looks like against the cabinet color, deciding what handles to pick. Um, the actual outside part is actually quite easy to do, 
right? It's actually the easiest part. It's the fun part. It's the simplest part. I can walk you through that in a very short amount of time. Okay. But what's a lot more difficult to solve is the internal, the actual hardwired functionality. And that is the biggest part of the kitchen. That's the thing you actually notice. So if you're right now sitting in your kitchen, you're looking at it and you absolutely hate what it looks like, right? You're like, oh, this is like the ugliest kitchen possible. Yeah, that's true. And I can help you make it look pretty on the outside. But the most important thing you need to do is start to understand what makes a good kitchen work. Okay. So I have identified seven key features that I put into every single kitchen. And uh, it's not 33, it's not 35, it's seven things. After all of these years of doing it and watching this happen over and over and over again, I started to see a pattern, right? I started to see a pattern that almost all the kitchens that I was doing had the same things in it. Yes, there were some specialties, there were some, some you know, maybe more or less of something uh, maybe one woman was more of a baker and one woman, you know, cooked for her church a lot and did a lot of entertaining. Or some of my families had a bunch of littles running around. So lots of little kids running around. Some of them were retired. So yeah, there was different life stages, but there were some main core problems that were happening over and over and over again. And none of the cabinet makers were even talking about that. So the women didn't even know what the real problem was, right? She just felt like she knew there was a problem in the kitchen and she assumed it was because it was ugly. She assumed it was because it was unorganized and dirty and she just didn't like it, right? She just hated it. Uh, but really it comes down to, she had very few of those seven core things and those seven core things are the things that actually are the workhorse, the big problem of most kitchens, right? They're the 75%. And then the 25% is that specialty. Like maybe you bake a lot more than, than I do. Um, maybe you do have kids or don't have kids. Maybe you're retired and you're a, a, a single professional, right? Maybe you're widowed. And so you don't have a bunch of family coming over, like cooking for 30 people all the time. So that's the 25%. And so what I started to focus on was trying to figure out how to solve that's 75%. If we could just solve that 75% in most kitchens, then, uh, you know, that was a big bonus, right? So what I do differently is that my process DFIO designed from the inside out is that I do something that you'll never see a cabinet maker do. I, 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 I um, I would be shocked if you see a cabinet, any other cabinet maker ever do this. The first thing that I do when I meet with a new client and I've established that they like me and I, we've talked a little bit and yes, I've asked her what she wants it to look like. So she feels like she gets to just tell me all the stuff, right? Cause she's super excited and she's been dreaming about this for years. So she kind of wants to just unload everything, right? She just blurts out everything. But all I really care about is the very next step, which is, Yes, of course, I can make you a white kitchen. I can make you a wood on the bottom and white on the top. I can make you a blue island. I can do all of those combinations. But all I really care about is the moment when I start opening her cabinet doors. So I want you to really think about how you use your kitchen. And I plan the kitchen around how you actually use it. How you use it for 75% of the time, those main core things. And then the 25% that's special to you. And I'm going to give you an example of a 
recent family that I just met. They want to bid on their client on their kitchen. And I'm going to talk you through how I did that process and you know how it's so different than what other cabinet makers are doing. And if again, I'm going to go back to this, you're assuming that other cabinet makers are trained on quote unquote kitchen design, but they're not, they're not. Nobody is doing the things that I'm telling you right now. Nobody, no cabinet maker is thinking, oh, I wonder how much tinfoil she uses. Oh, I wonder how many cookie sheets she has. Oh, I wonder if she's, you know, vegan, if she's, you know, eating paleo, if she's cooking for her church or entertaining her family or any of that, they're not thinking that. So it's up to you to actually discover for yourself how you're using your kitchen so that you can actually inform your cabinet maker, right? You can actually help your cabinet maker understand why you want those seven key things. Because for me, the biggest question I ask when I go into a new job uh, for a new client is where is she going to put her Ziploc bags? I have found that if I ask myself this question, where is she going to put her Ziploc bags? I, it's going to help me figure out so much about the kitchen, right? Because Ziploc bags and tinfoil is like one of the most used things in the kitchen. And if I don't even know where that's going to go in the new space, uh, I certainly have not done my job well. So the very first thing that I do is a kitchen assessment. So there's a whole episode around how to do your own kitchen assessment. This is the first thing that we do inside of my program. And um, it's the key to the whole process. Because if you don't even know yourself, how much stuff you have, the volume of stuff that you have, how you use stuff, whether it's frequent or infrequent, um, you, you're just not, it's not going to inherently solve those problems in the new kitchen. Okay. So the basic starting point is I open up all the drawers, I open up all the doors and I very quickly go through and kind of make an inventory in my head of how she's using her pantry, which is usually a complete hot mess. Right. And so I already am thinking, calculating what the new cabinet is going to look like. It's actually going to hold that stuff, but not just store it, make it accessible. That's the big thing. Make it accessible. Okay. And a little known fact that, that very few people know about, which is that most people, uh, only use the front 10 inches of their cabinet. It's basically when you open a cabinet door where the light falls is in the first 10 inches. And, and so I can already kind of tell what you're using the most of by what's the closest to the front, the closest to the top that has, you know, it's kind of the dirtiest, right? It has the most chips and dents and, and, uh, marks on it. I already know that those are the things that you use the most. So when I design a kitchen for you, uh, or you do it inside my program, I'm already thinking, okay, I want to make a space for those, right? Those things need to be super, super accessible. And so that's the first start is how to think of those seven key features that I'm going to put in your kitchen, but more importantly, how those seven key features are going to handle the things that I'm looking at when I open your cabinet door. So uh, I'm going to end this episode because I want you to just be thinking about that. And, uh, when you join my program, you get a dream kitchen starter guide and it's got the kitchen assessment right inside of it. And it's the very first thing that we do inside my program. We walk you through how to do an accurate kitchen assessment. It's kind of fun. We have you put on music, maybe get a cocktail or something that makes it fun. And, you know, usually in 30 minutes or less, you can do this kitchen assessment and, and really have a good sense yourself of how you're using your kitchen. And this is super critical. 
And I, again, want to say that if you think your cabinet maker is doing this for you, he is not doing this. He's not even thinking about what's actually inside of your cabinets. He is just planning it on linear feet. Okay. And how to make you happy. Right. And, and what he thinks how to make you happy is to give you, to make it look like the picture that you're showing him, but that doesn't actually solve most of the functionality program, uh, problems. All right. So that's going to wrap it up for, um, you know, this, this concept of what's different about what other cabinet makers do compared to what I do, what we do inside of my group program, which is called kitchen or model rockstar. And it lets you, you know, walk through this process with you. We hold your hand and, um, yeah, so I'll see you guys on the next episode and something to look out for. I love to cook. I'm an avid cook. I say that a lot and I mean it. And so one of the episodes that is going to happen each month is going to be you and me cooking together. And I'm going to share one of my favorite recipes that week and, um, that I'm kind of, you know, learning or, or something, it might be an old favorite and that's the way that you and I maybe can cook together, right? So I hope you tune in for that. The first menu item that I'm going to be cooking is called um, short ribs. And it's one of my favorites that I do kind of year round, to be honest. I make it in summer and winter and it's out of one of my favorite cookbooks. So look out for that episode where you're going to be cooking with me. You're going to get to listen to me actually cook alongside you. And maybe you're just working out, maybe you're washing the dishes, whatever. It's just like you and me hanging out, cooking together. And if you have a favorite recipe or something you'd like me to make on the show, uh, I would have no problems doing that. I love learning a new recipe. So uh, even if it's a cocktail, right? I love making cocktails as well. So if you have something, please send it into the show. The email is inside the show notes. And I will cook it with you, for you. All right, ladies, talk soon. Great kitchen design and incredible functionality should not cost an arm and a leg. That's why I created Kitchen Remodel Rockstar, a membership group exclusive for women that's affordable, honest, and direct. For just $97 a month, we help you explore all those choices running around in your head, like how big is a granite slab and which color should I pick? Is porcelain better than stainless steel? And what will it cost? Should I buy a farmhouse sink in single or double bowl? Or maybe what type of cabinets should I buy? Should I buy custom? Should I do a reface? I'm really lost, right? And finally, how do I even figure out the ideal cabinet layout? Well, that and so much more is what we cover inside of KRR. It's like kitchen therapy, because let's face it, planning a kitchen remodel is stressful so many decisions to make, it's hard to know who to trust. And that's where I come in. Look, my program has helped over 10,000 women across the country create their own kitchen system that blends high-end functionality with gorgeous design without overdrafting your checking account. So jump on in today and let's see how we can help you get your dream kitchen for less stress and money. Just like Jessica, quote, I can't believe how much I learned already. This was worth the cost and it's been two days. I am so excited to start exploring countertop options now. My anxiety is completely gone. Thank you, thank you for this group. So hey, I really wanna add your story one day and I hope you join because this is a safe and affordable place for women just like you to explore what they wanna create in their dream kitchen and get straightforward answers in real time. Just think, for $97, there's no more waiting or wondering if you're making the right decision. 
Now you will feel confident in every single choice and know that you have created the best dream kitchen you can for you. I hope to see you inside the club today. Go over to krr.com to sign up. That's kitchenremodelrockstar.com today.